This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. Hello, hello, hockey fans. Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, a brand new Odyssey original podcast analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning in their quest to further cement this team as a dynasty and Tampa Bay as a hockey town. Pucks and Bolts will bring you in-depth insight of games and practices and storylines of your favorite players and coaches multiple times a week, including some fun mini-sodes called After Skate, where we give you recaps of Morning Skate, as well as in-depth analysis of practices. Be sure to download that Odyssey app so that you have all of those fun, exciting episodes just sitting there waiting for you. Better yet, after you search Pucks and Bolts, hit that auto-download button so that you can have easier access to it. You can also stream Pucks and Bolts on any of your favorite streaming platforms and share it with friends, family, and other hockey fans. Guys, I'm Casey Hudson, and it's time for us to jump into a brand new episode of Pucks and Bolts. Hi, Kaylee. Hi. It's a good, uh, it's a good Friday morning. Um, mostly because the Bolts they won two of three on their road trip. Um, mm-hmm. so they picked up four of six points, and they got a lot of milestones last night, Casey, in their 4-1 win over the Flyers. So maybe we should start off this Friday morning with a little bit of a breakout and uh, celebrating some uh, some pretty big achievements by some of these guys. I think maybe we should start with Pierre-Edouard Belmar, who skated in his 608 game last night. And that's the most ever for a French national player. Mm -hmm. Um, And just a a really cool moment for him. um, The fact that he was able to, to do that. um, I know that was special for him. So uh, we, uh, we of course are, you know, happy for him, excited for him and uh, wanted to, to make that, you know, a, a pretty big shout out for him. Yeah, and it was kind of cool, too, because initially when he was asked about what does this feel like, you know, what was the anticipation around this? He was kind of like, I wasn't he said along the lines of he didn't think he would care as much about it because he goes out there and he's still excited to play every hockey game. But then it really just kind of hit him what that means, um, not only for him, but, you know, for for the country represents and his culture and stuff. And that is really cool when you think about how many hockey games these guys can actually suit up for and with the physicality how demanding this game is physical wise it's it's every milestone should be celebrated and I'm glad that he got to the point where he was like oh crap this is major and he was able to enjoy it and the team celebrated him significantly for it so that was awesome um but then on the milestone horizon to add to the tally Kaylee there are so many in last night's game as you mentioned I think the next one we have to go to is the one that you predicted was going to happen last night it's I Steven knew it was going to happen. Yes. Captain of Captain. You said it was it was time to cash in. He reaches not only 1,000 career points, but he's the first person in a lightning sweater to do it. Yeah, and, it's, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, oh, also, only 41 of 95 players to reach 1,000 points did it in less than 945 games. Kaylee mentioned on the last episode of Pucks and Bolts the fact that Stammer had made this huge – or was about to have this huge achievement and yeah. such – you know, the amount of time, less than a thousand games to get it done. So, I mean, I really can't even wrap my mind around it still. And what I loved about post game is that I don't think anybody else really could either. Stammer is so good at responding and giving you these like great responses, but I think it was still clicking for him. Like, wow, 1000. I, I did that. I'm do that just happened. 
Yeah. I mean, it's like whenever you look, because Steven Stamkos also had a lot of milestones last year. Mm -hmm. So he, he is now, I'm going to rattle off some things, right? So with all of his achievements last year, with some of his achievements this year, Steven Stamkos, the captain for this lightning team, he's only ever skated in a lightning sweater. He is now the Bolts all-time leader in goals, points, power play goals, power play points, even strength goals, even strength points, overtime goals, game-winning goals, hat tricks, multi-point games, multi-goal games, 30-goal seasons, 40-goal seasons, 50-goal seasons, 60-goal seasons. Oh, my gosh, Steven Stamkos. There's a reason why I keep picking him as my cherry picker, Casey, because he's that You can't not. That's a mouthful. Not only is he just, like, such a good skater, but he's so classy. There's a reason that he's Mm -hmm. a captain. Um, and as you see up on the screen, he's just six goals. He's, he's going to like continue to climb this mountain. He's six goals away from 500 career goals. Another milestone that we're likely going to be celebrating this year. Potentially. I mean, the lightning have a lot of games before Christmas, potentially even before Christmas, we could be celebrating this milestone for Steven Stamkos. Hopefully we'll be celebrating it at home. I know that Steven Stamkos uh, was very excited to celebrate what he did last night, but he did say that uh, he said, my friends and family, obviously I know they're watching. He gave them a shout out, said, I love you guys. We're going to celebrate tomorrow, hopefully after a big win tonight. And of course, the Lightning got it done. They they got that win over the Flyers, over John Tortorella, a team that has been struggling. And so, like I said, I knew this Bolts team was going to come out and be hot. The other really hilarious thing, because Steven Stamkos is also a funny guy, and you don't always yeah. get that because he is a leader. He's a veteran on the team, and so he can he can answer a lot of questions very seriously. Mm-hmm. But he's a really funny guy as well. And I tweeted this out last night uh, and I thought it was just so funny that he said this. He said, I've never celebrated a second assist more in my life <laughs> than what I did on that one. Um, because That's he was significant. <laughs> he, he passed it to Cole. Cole passed it to Paul. Paul gets it in. And as soon as Paul gets it in, he knows. They Everybody knows. Paul oh, yeah. goes picks up the puck and everybody just tackles him. The bench clears. And for a second, the Flyers, I mean, Philly's fans can be, you know, like intense. people in Philadelphia, they can be intense. They can be very <laughs> intense. They are um, intense. And so they started booing the lightning because they were like, why are, you, why are you clearing the bench to celebrate? Uh, <laughs> and then they put it up on the big board that it was Steven Stamkos, a thousandth career point. And of course, at that point in time, everybody started standing up and cheering for him and getting excited yeah. um, because whenever you love hockey, when you love the sport, you're able to appreciate how big of a moment that is and what that Absolutely. means to a guy to be able to reach that milestone. It's a huge deal. It's a really mm-hmm. big deal. The fact that, you know, these guys are able to skate as long as they, I mean, the, the, like if you think about like all the hours that it took to, to get to that moment and also just like the physical form that they have to be in, Steven Samkos has gone through some injuries. And so yeah. the fact that he's able to have gone through those injuries, prepared his body back each time to be well and healthy enough to where he's able to get this career goal a 
or excuse me, career point 1000, just a huge deal. Super, super happy for the captain. Oh yeah. And it's just, you said it perfectly. When you love hockey, it means everything. But what was also very interesting is that Steven Stamkos addressed the fact of like going through all of those injuries and, and still, you know, racking up these milestones. He's like, it just shows you that when you get knocked down, you can't stay down, you get back up. And it's true. I mean, Stammer has been counted out in so many conversations, especially the bubble. I think of all the conversations that took yeah. place revolving around the bubble and his injury. And even though he had that, you know, two minutes on ice and made a difference, he was still counted out after the bubble. So every time people counted out Stammer, he just he continues to so humbly rack up in the accolade column. And it's it's fantastic that he's a part of this team and we get a chance to cover him. But the other thing that I found funny as well is that they asked Nick Paul about it, you know, seeing that being a part of that moment. And Nick Paul's like, I think he could play another 10 years. Yeah. So like, can we get 10 more years of Stammer in a lightning uh, sweater? Oh, my I'd gosh. I'd love to know his opinion on that. That he would be, I mean, let's re sign him, Julian Brisebois. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Sign the dotted line. Let's do it. Uh, I Stammer is so great. I really can't rave about him more just as a person. He's he's really nice. He's always been incredibly welcoming. Whenever I was kind of like, you know, deer in the headlights came into the into the dressing room, a little bit nervous, intimidated. He's just he's just an incredibly kind person. And he's very skilled at what he does. And and he's funny. He's like low key kind of savage and funny. Um, so just <laughs> I just can't candor. sing his praises enough. But Casey, you hinted at a few other milestones. Mm -hmm. What else? Uh, dr drop some more uh, celebrations on us. Let's get some more celebs going on. I love a good celly session. Um, killer. We've got, we've talked about Alex Kalorn for the past two episodes oh, yes. of Pucks and Bulls, but it was Alex Kalorn's 243rd career assist that pulled him within one assist of tying Vinny. I don't want to butcher this. The caviar? No, uh, Prospal, I want to say for the, oh, eighth for the late in lightning history in lightning uh, history. Yeah. And then Kalorn's 421st points are two points shy of tying Andre Palat, which you mentioned the other day, Kaylee, mm -hmm. uh, for the seventh most points in franchise history. So um, Killer just – Everybody getting in on the action then. Everybody getting in. It's just yep. – I think what it also resonated with me watching this game and then seeing you know the notes and the statistics that came out of it too is – what a talented roster, but also what a decision-making process for Coach Cooper. Because um, then oh, you look at the yeah. healthy scratches, which Kaylee and I will get into all of that once we start recapping the game. But you look at the scratches, you look at the the thought process and strategy that has to go go behind building your roster on a nightly basis. And now that everyone's getting, you know, they're on the healthy side and the chemistry starting to get going and everybody's starting to get involved. It's just like, wow, what a great problem to have in the decision-making process of the lines in this roster and the talent behind it and the accolades that just keep stacking, not only for the captain who, you know, that translates, I think throughout the entire team, but you know, guy by guy, Nikita Kucherov, we're going to be talking about him over and over again. Alex Kalorin, uh, Nick Paul starting to make his mark in this lightning organization. It's just, it's really exciting to watch and so much, so many worthy brags, a nice little celly session, I would say for sure. Um, was there anything 100%. else we could touch on in the celly segment? Uh, I mean, I think that there are a lot, lots of, uh, lots of like, really exciting things. Um, I think I'll, I'll just mention, um, that I think that there's only, there's not, they announced it in the game last night. He's the ninth active player. That's what it is. The ninth active player, 
uh, Stephen Samkos is to reach the a thousand point mark. Um, oh. And there's only uh, eight active players, 48 players of all time have reached the mark with only one franchise. So the oh fact that he does that and he's been in a lightning sweater the whole t- again, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for him. And he mm-hmm. had the opportunity. I mean, they mentioned this on the broadcast last night. He had the opportunity potentially to to go home, to go mm-hmm. back to Toronto, to go to the Leafs. And he chose to stay in Tampa um, for a reason. He they These guys, they love the culture that they've built here. Yes. Um, they love the city. They give back yes. to the they, city. It's a hockey town. A hundred percent. Like you say, every single time we start this, to solidify Tampa Bay as a hockey town, Tampa is a hockey town. It truly, mm-hmm. truly is is um and the guys are so proud to to be playing in this city for this city they love the community uh and and that really shows and i'm i'm sure that a lot of fans are going to show up there's going to be a lot of fanfare for steven samkos as he returns home and funny enough he's playing his hometown team that's exactly in that that return game Mm -hmm. lightning will face off against the maple leafs on saturday at home and it starts a stretch of a few lightning games at home they actually have an extended stretch in december um they have a lot of home games also a lot of back to backs in December. So there's going to be a few weeks pucks and bolts fans where we're going to bring you two fuller episodes and then some mini sods along the way in December as we get into the holiday season, because for three weeks in a row, the lightning have back to back games. So expect some mini sods, some after skates from us. And of course, be sure to follow along at pucks and bolts on Twitter for the latest in our episodes. But if you guys turn on the auto download function, then you'll always be up to date. So just subscribe, download the Odyssey app, and uh, and get that auto-download button. And, of course, you'll always know when we're having a new episode. But, Casey, I think that's it for the breakout. We should get into this recap yes. because it's going to be a fun recap. I know that, you know, last recap was – and at last after skate, there was some heavy stuff going on between, you know, yeah. the, the stuff with Jack Edwards and Pat Maroon and just, you know, it just feels kind of heavy, even though I think Pat Maroon handled it in incredibly classy fashion. Yeah. Um, and then the way that they lost to Boston, it just wasn't what they wanted to do. But with both of those things in the back of their mind and with Steven Stamkos playing as hot as he was, Nick Paul playing as hot as he is, the Lightning come out, they defeat the Flyers 4-1. And a truly, truly excellent game. Honestly, um, it probably, I would say, was one of their best games. Absolutely, Kaylee. And what's poetic about that 4-1 to one win is the fact that now they're 4-4-1 four, four, and one versus the Metropolitan Division opponents so far this season. So I thought that was kind of cool. But what that I really funny. loved about their game is that they were almost the sole owners of this game through 40 minutes. Now. Yeah. The shots on goal in the first period, yeah, the Flyers had them by two, but it was that second period that you and I have Mm -hmm. talked about so many times on Pucks and Bolts. That second period, they had a 17-2 to shot on goal advantage. Talk about completely dominating. That's also where they racked up two of their goals, two of their four of the night. So to find them, we've talked about strides, we talk about peaking at the right time in hockey, but to now find a way to stay in the game during that second period and to make it count to set yourself up for better success come the third or not chasing the game uh, in the second or the third period is so 
important. But of course, I wanted to text you last night, but I was ice skating, trying to get my own little hockey moment to myself. Um, and I had a wager with my roommate. But what Ooh. I did want to text you about is that when you look at this game, and especially that first and second period, those third and fourth lines got involved. They We're certainly did. I was hoping about. that you brought that up. Yes. Oh, Casey, yeah. you are a hundred percent right. I loved seeing those other lines get involved. Um, and I especially think that Ross Colton and Corey Perry, that line, that third line, they're really yep. starting to gel. Um, and I think they're really starting to gel together. That second period, just like you said, this lightning team was able to come out and really make the most of what they're doing. And there's a few different guys getting involved. We're seeing more from Ian Cole, which we talked about a few episodes ago. It's so good to see him. He's really coming on the scene. He was involved in that uh, Nick Paul goal that Steven Stamkos, a thousandth point came on. Um, and so he's, he's really playing up very, very well getting into the mix. And we always know that whenever you see one of the defenders kind of get into the mix and grow in confidence offensively, that bodes well to what this lightning team tries to do. Yep. Um, and then yes, of course, I love the fact that it, again, it's Ross Colton, Corey Perry. Corey Perry has had some good looks. I I think that that Corey Perry, some of his shots are about to start falling because he's had some good looks um, in these past few games. And so I think some shots are about to start falling for him. It's only a matter of time. Corey Perry is a goal scorer. Um, that's what he's that's that truly is what he spent a lot of his career doing. Um, mm -hmm. He can do other things well. I mean, obviously, like, you know, he can go out there. He can fight. He can drop the gloves. He can go and, and he, you know, he's a big chirper. He he he's is a, a multi player. Yeah, he's a multi-talented kind of player, but he definitely can score goals, as can Ross Colton. I mean, Ross Colton, before he came to the NHL, was the leader, I'm pretty sure, in the AHL, led in goals in that last year that he had in the AHL before they brought him up into the NHL, before the Bolts' first, second, before the okay. Bolts' second Stanley Cup um, championship season. So really, really great to see those guys get involved. And so funny, Casey, to see Andre Vasilevsky on the scorecard as a second assist. Look at Vasi there. And, and actually, I wonder how many times this has happened because technically on the Bolts' fourth goal, it was mm -hmm. all defenders. So Andre Vasilevsky gets the second assist. Eric, Eric Chernak gets the first assist. And then Ian Cole gets the 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 goal i don't know how often that happens where there weren't any forwards involved in that goal at all it was all like defenders and then the goalie such a hilarious moment i think uh i think that's so funny yeah get a oh. man that can do both things for you right Andre Vasilevsky, not, only, not <laughs> only is he the backbone of this team in the net but that man can also add some point to the scoring call well. I know that I just find that fascinating. And we've talked so much on here too about like when defensemen can get involved offensively, it just it it brings a whole different um 
skill set and, and asset to this team, but it also generates this different kind of energy when you know that you're protected yep. from the back end all the way up to the front. But you said something about multi-skilled and Corey Perry. And yes. it made me realize that for somebody who, you know, is typically known as a scorer, who's about to start landing some of these shots on goal that he's putting up, we know that he almost had a huge chance versus the Bruins. It was nice to see him in the score column in this game, but Corey Perry actually has recorded 196 multi-point games in his career and 68 multi-assist efforts. Mm. So, of course, those final numbers come from last night's efforts and contribution because Corey Perry comes up with two assists, and one of those assists was almost his goal. Um, and we uh, also... Yes. I think I've made this reference here before on Pucks and Bolts. Guys, stick with me. I'm kind of a geek, but... Uh, Anybody who loves hockey has to be some bit of a nerd when it comes to Mighty Ducks and all that stuff. But I can't yeah. get over one of the the movies where they dump the trash on the ice and it's like, yes, and the Flying Bee, of course. But it's picking up the trash, which is obviously, you know, you practicing cleaning up rebounds and continuing to have that offensive strike and attack. But that's what you saw last night in Corey Perry's goal or Corey Perry's almost goal. And it was Ross Colton that came and cleaned up the trash and helped secure yeah. that. And he was yep. so strategic about it. He came in hot and you could tell that the flyers were frustrated after because there was a little shove on Ross Colton after, and he didn't even, yeah. he didn't even flinch, but um, that just to back up what you said about Corey Perry and his ability to get in the scoring column, but also help assist wise, he's that guy that can contribute. And while it's been a silent beginning for this third and fourth line, I think that it's the turning point. And that was one of the keys that I had heading into this game. They started to tilt the ice versus the Bruins. I wanted them to bring that energy, that aggression, uh, that strategy, that skill into this game. And they did it. They were, they were big factors. They had the most shifts, the third and fourth line in the first two periods. Yeah, they really played a fantastic game overall. And Casey, kind of going back a little bit to that defense and to what we saw from this defense, because they got involved as well. Mm -hmm. I think that this is one of the best games that the Lightning had in terms of their penalty kill. And now I know that yes. they're, they're facing off against a team that it ranks last in the NHL in terms of their power play, but it's a confidence booster. The yeah. Flyers were 0 for 3 on the penalty kill. And when you look at when they took those penalties, it was the first and second period. In fact, they took two penalties in the second period. Mm -hmm. And the Lightning almost got a shorty on one of their, uh, uh, on one of the Flyers power plays. <laughs> I know exactly because, because the lightning, they were just able to defend so well. They were able to push the penalty kill was really, really strong. And this mm -hmm. lightning team feeds off of that. They feed off of a really good penalty kill. They feed off of that momentum and yes. all of the momentum swung in favor of the lightning in this game from, you know, from the power play goal to start the game off to Steven Stamkos' 1,000th career point, this Lightning team was going to win this game. Their their fight, their effort, their will, uh, it was so strong in this game. Um, and I think that you saw that whenever you look at the penalty kill and then how the penalty kill, again, feeds into other parts of their game. Because, again, yep. it's easy to say that the second period was easily the Lightning's best period in that game last night. Two even strength goals, two penalty kills. They almost got a shorty goal on one of those PKs. So that was easily their best period. And I don't think that it comes as a surprise to say that they had two penalties that they were able to kill off in that period, and mm -hmm. that gave them some momentum. Absolutely. And I think what makes it so significant is that as a team that's looking to make another playoff run and then some, 
where you are falling short, where your weaknesses come in, you want to be able to clean that up game by game. And I think that they did that. That was a conversation that you and I have had with the players as well as coach Cooper Sunday, the PK wasn't really hitting the power play when they decided, okay, we got to do better here. Well, I think they've had a power play goal. Um, they've hit nine different power play goals since that was a big issue that wasn't clicking. So then all of a sudden that starts clicking. Then it was the penalty killness to take that next step. That was coach Cooper's exact words. It's time for them to take the next step. Nick Paul gave us specifics. We saw that next step happen last night in this game. But as for special teams as a whole, something that helped and something we always talk about here is, you know, faceoffs or, you know, success starts in the circle. Their faceoff percentage was one of the best of the season at 65%. And they were stellar in the faceoff column when it came to power plays alone, opening up that opportunity for Nick Paul to get them on the board early. And I don't know what's going on with whoever scores first is more than likely going to score more than once that night because we had Braden Point do it in back-to-back games. Now you got yeah. Nick Paul with two in the tally there, but it was really cool to just see how what they're focused on and what they what they want to clean up and turn around. They have the capability of doing it. It just shows you how much this team is all on the same wavelength there. So huge shout out to Belly as well as Paul for being successors in that face-off circle helping that average, helping put their team in the best position possible, but to walk away with four goals, to have a balanced attack between the power play working and even strength continuing to step up. And now it's not just the first and second line conversation. You said it, Kaylee, at the top of the segment. This is one of the most complete games that they have played. Now, would one argue that they maybe got a little lackadaisical in the third period? I don't know. That's maybe, where but score and they had less yeah. shots on goal, but they defended very well still, in my opinion. Yeah, in case I accidentally got mixed up, the 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 two to this point, I was going to bring this up. The two PKs actually came in the third period. Um, so yeah. excuse me on that. There was one PK in the second, two in the third, and I think that that does kind of like you know, like of course, when you're on the penalty kill, the other mm-hmm. team, and you know, with it pulling their goalie and a few other things, right? Like they're going to probably get a little bit more offensive zone time. But mm-hmm. the biggest thing is that it doesn't matter. And we talked about this a few episodes ago. It doesn't necessarily matter the quantity of shots. It matters the quality of shots. Yeah. And the Lightning were still able to keep them a little bit on the outside, defend well. When you look at the high danger chances. In this game, the Lightning had 19 high danger chances, and oh the Flyers had two. Of all of the shots, because they did have a lot of shots in the uh, yeah. in the third period, none of them were high danger opportunities. None of them. Oh. So, of of the yeah, I mean that's a big deal. Of the 11 shots on goal, none of them were high quality shots. Mm -hmm. And again, that's, that's something that this lightning team, they take into account, even again on the penalty kill, because they had about, let's see, four minutes of penalty kill in that third period, even on the penalty kill, they didn't allow any high danger shots. And then even when you look at, at, um, you know, some of the, some of the other shots that they had, they, they only had six medium danger shots, uh, yeah. you know, or excuse me, seven medium danger shots against the one goal was on a medium danger shot. So, but even still, like even that is it, it, it's rated only medium danger. And uh, mm-hmm. so the fact that they had, they had two high danger, seven medium danger of 
how many shots did they have? 22. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, nine shots were like kind of like could have, you know, been a little bit uh, iffy, right? Um, And Vassy blocks and protects well, of course. Uh, And I think, you know, of course it would have been nice to have a shutout, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, you're up four goals. Giving one up is not the biggest deal in the world. Again, um, decently through the third period as well. So it's not like it was early and it was like a generator. If anything, I think those statistics, Kaylee, just really speak to how soundly this defense is starting to come together and work together. And within that, Mm -hmm. within the defense, you know, growing and getting on the same page there. It also speaks to how well this team is starting to control the neutral zone. Um, And some of the games that they have let up or lost out in the second or third period, it's because that other team started to force them outside and take away the middle of the ice from them. And it was even noted how well Ross Colton and Corey Perry were helping make sure that neutral zone was completely the bolts to control. But I think all lines have made it a point of reference. And then we know that Coach Cooper made that a specific exercise in practice for the past couple of weeks now. So, again, it just kind of ties back into the fact that they're taking what they work on in practice and it's translating into games and it's doing it in such a timely manner. And then to add to those great statistics of high danger and stuff, what's the other thing we've talked about here on Pucks and Bolts that have kind of shot this team in the foot? Giveaways. They only had three giveaways to the Flyers' six, no. and they had seven takeaways to their two. And we know who always helps contribute to that takeaway column. It's Brandon Hagel. And he even drew in a timely penalty in last night's matchup. So they're finding such a rhythm here in all elements and units of this game, not even just the unit of offense, defense, and special teams, but every element from forechecking. And it's not just reciting on one player's shoulders. Everybody's getting involved. They're taking this we thing very seriously. We do know that that's a big hockey thing, but just seeing how that identity is now regrouping after the roster changed probably the most in two seasons. This team is worth talking about and they never like to get ahead of themselves, but a quarter way through the season, they keep building and growing and, you know, learning from practice and implementing new things. Then they're going to be so formidable come the new year. Absolutely. Casey, um, you make some excellent points. I, I think that it was a really, really good ending to a road trip and it kind of, you know, it makes sense. The lightning have today off. They're back in town. They're going to celebrate with their families. Uh, like Steven Stamko said, he's excited to get home to his boys. And, uh, he did say one other funny thing last night, Casey, he was holding up the, uh, the puck and he said, uh, Carter's not going to get this puck. He's not, we're, we're going to put this in a place high enough for him to where he's not going to use this dad daddy's puck to, you know, fling around the, the floor or whatever. So uh, I thought that that was kind of funny that he said that, but the, but the lightning team, they're home today. They're enjoying time with their families before they go back to the rink tomorrow in front of the home crowd and will face off against the makeable maple leaves. Casey. Again, we yep. talked about how good of a game this was. Now okay. it's time to do the hard thing and pick a cherry picker. There are so many that honestly could be picked from this game. I have to give a shout out to Corey Perry. Again, I think that he's just kind of on the up and up. Um, the fact that he got into uh, the point column, two assists, um, mm-hmm. really setting up some great plays. I, I think that he's about to like – see a lot of a lot of his goals you know a lot of those shots go in net and and get in that goal column a little bit more um 
But again, I mean, a thousand career points. It's got to right. be Steven Santos for me. He's he's Absolutely. the captain. He's the guy. Um, deserves to be celebrated. He will definitely be celebrated tomorrow night on home ice. And of course, Casey and I will put together a little uh, a little mini after skate for you guys. Uh, hopefully tomorrow at some point. So be sure to check our feed at Pucks and Bolts. But Casey, you have a really hard job. Who's yes. going to be your Perry picker? <laughs> well, you, you got my honorable mention. Of course, it was going to be Corey Perry uh, with how he contributed and how he's just been kind of coming to life the last three games. Um, and because I because I solely wanted the third and fourth line to get involved, and they did, of course, I have to give a shout-out to Corey Perry and Ross Colton. But I got to go with Nick Paul, not just because of the two goals that yep. he had last night, but he's been – you know, the topic Fire. of this of this team, every single game, every game, yep. Nick Paul has showed up in one way or another. And it was also extremely a big turning point when they moved him into that center position. You knew he had the mentality to make sure that that worked for his teammates. And he has been such a key asset in that role. So it's got to go to Nick Paul. When he's not scoring, he's assisting. When he's not assisting, he's scoring. And his leadership on the ice, his ability to communicate, his ability to bring the guys on the same page, you can just tell where he's such an asset. Um, and, of course, because of how much he's come up, Coach Cooper doesn't even know what else to say about this guy. Nick Paul does it all, and he racked up two goals last night, two out of four for his teammates before they turn around to host the Toronto Maple Leafs, which should be a very exciting game because, well, after playoffs and Nick Paul was a pain in the butt versus this Toronto Maple Leafs team. So who knows? Maybe we'll be talking about Nick Paul again on the next episode of Pucks and Bolts and uh, Cherry Pickers. Yeah, and Stephen Samkos isn't the only home hometown kid from Toronto from that area. Yeah. Nick Paul is as well. So uh, Nick Paul, they're, they're going to have some family in town for the game. And of course, like I said before, we will have all of the action for you guys. So be sure to download the Odyssey app, find pucks and bolts, turn on the auto download function. Anytime we have a new episode, it will come straight to you so that you can stay up to date with the latest and greatest in Tampa Bay lightning hockey. Follow us at pucks and bolts on Twitter. We keep that updated with how the lightning are doing big storylines, big topics, plus exclusive content like videos of coaches, uh, uh, players after practice. And of course, remember, we're going to have our sit down with Brian Bradley next week. <laughs> Let us know if you guys have any questions for him. If you want him to talk about any of his time when he played on the Tampa Bay Lightning team, any of his memories that he has. And of course, we're going to talk to him about what the Lightning does in this community. They are very involved. Casey, it has been a joy and a pleasure to talk to you and hang out with you this morning. Always. I'm Kaylee Mizell. You can find me at Kaylee Mizell. She's Casey Hudson. You can find her at the Sports Case. That's K-A-S-E. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time.